When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network. And no, you all watched it. You Maybe you heard it or you just checked the score. It doesn't matter. You know it's not a victory Monday. Steelers drop their third game of the season. This to, man, just the Jacksonville Jaguars, 20-10 to 10 at Acrisure Stadium. This game is just a tough one to wrap your head around. If I'm being completely honest. And I think that if you watch the game, you feel the same way. And we have a lot of winners and losers. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, we don't have as many winners and losers as you probably think. I'm trying not to have these articles be 2,000-word articles. No one wants to read that. No one wants to live through that. So I decided to slim it down a little bit. We do have a little more losers than winners. I'll put it that way. But the first half of this podcast might go a little long. I'm going to be honest with you up front. Might go a little long. I've got a lot of stuff to get off my chest. I've got a lot of stuff to discuss. But you know how we always start these post-game podcasts, and that is with a little bit of the news. Let's talk about injuries. Man, the injuries piled up, and it couldn't have come at a worse time. The Pittsburgh Steelers now prepare for the Tennessee Titans on a short week on Thursday night football at home, Acrisure Stadium. Minka Fitzpatrick, he left the game with a hamstring injury, Last I saw, reported by Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he's having an MRI on that hamstring to see the severity of it. Not sure if Minka will even be available. I would bet money he is not available this week. Maybe he'll be fortunate to play against Green Bay in the week following 
the Thursday night game after the mini buy. Also, Kenny Pickett, everyone knows he was injured with what was labeled as a rib injury. Uh, depending on the actual rib injury itself, in other words, if it's not a broken bone. So if Kenny Pickett has a cracked rib, that's going to be a problem. He's probably not going to be able to play. However, if he would have did some damage to the uh, the muscles in between the ribs, a lot of times that is an injury that is really just a pain issue. How can he tolerate that? And if it's on his right side, which it is, if he can, he, that's going to be very painful to throw the football. Has it been done before? Yeah, sure. Are they going to have to shoot him up and give him some pain meds? Yeah, they will. But that's going to be really tough to see what the actual injury is. Again, if I have to lean on thinking it's not a cracked rib based on the fact that he was out there throwing passes after halftime. Makes me think that if they would have done an x-ray and it came back that he had a cracked rib and it wasn't just the cartilage in between the ribs, which can still be really freaking painful. Let me say that right now. That they wouldn't have even let him be out there. He wouldn't have even had a helmet. So we'll see. We'll see what Mike Tomlin has to say. I think he speaks to the media today, Monday, but he'll update that injury, I'm sure. Deontay Johnson left. We're not sure what that injury was. Same with Dan Moore. Both were able to return. Therefore, Mike Tomlin did not dive into those too much. So there's your uh, injury update, which is really the only news to discuss outside of the Steelers' record now falling to 4-3. and three. All right, I've got a lot of stuff to get off my chest. The first is about the officiating. So if you are someone out there that listens to some of the shows that I do for the FFSN NFL feed. If you've never heard it before, go to anywhere you get your podcast and just search FFSN NFL. That's all you have to do. And on Monday, you hear the fans' first football show with myself and Rob Stats Carrera. And then on Tuesday, you hear myself and Coach Kevin Smith on the NFL Whip Around. On both of those shows, I have spoken openly about how I feel that the biggest issue the NFL is facing right now is not with player protection, player safety, or concussions. It is on the integrity of the game and the way the game is going to be officiated. You can go back and listen to the many rants that I've had about this topic, and I don't want to spend more time on this as it should be obvious, but officiating has many people, myself included, questioning said integrity of the game. That's a problem. That's a big, big problem. When people see these calls happening in games at pivotal moments, now you're married to these sports books, these uh, these gambling entities. People are like, wait a second, this is weird. Now all of a sudden the NFL seems like maybe they're trying to swing certain I don't know. I don't know if it's outcomes, but they're just trying to. It's just weirdly odd. Okay. And this isn't just me being a Steeler fan and being pissed off with a couple calls that didn't go the Steelers' way. That's not it at all. I've been talking about this before this happened to the Steelers in week eight. I understand that bad and missed calls happen on a week to week basis. But I want to make something very clear. When you look at how. These calls change the outcome of the Steelers game. It's incredible to ignore. So you talk about the Steelers offense. They get the ball, three and out, shocker. No one shocked, no one stunned. They give the ball to Jacksonville. Jacksonville gets the ball. What do they do with it? Ah, looks like they're going to go three and out, but no, 
James Pierre is flagged for, I can't remember if it's a holding. I think it was a defensive pass interference. Really bogus call. Really late flag. Extends the drive. And it happens to end in points. It just happens to end in points. Really, really strange. But then the end of the half was by far the strangest sequence I've seen in a a really, really long time. Kenny Pickett's running out of bounds. Ball gets dislodged. Was he already out of bounds? I don't know. No one knows. They have to challenge the spot because they had to uh, challenge it. And this is inside two minutes. The Steelers then have a 10-second runoff. The next play, which is an incomplete pass, Kenny Pickett gets driven into the ground. No flag. Talk about that in a second. Injured player, 10-second runoff. So they line up for a field goal. Chris Boswell nails the 55-yarder. Everything's great. It's 9-6 to six going into halftime, right? Wrong. Flag on the play. The right, I think it was the right guard. It might have been the left guard. Can't remember. One of the guards was deemed to be lined up offsides. Turns out, video review shows, wasn't even close. If anything, a Jaguars player was lined up offsides. So they move it back five yards. Chris Boswell misses the kick. Now the Steelers are without their quarterback. They didn't have any time to move the ball the way they wanted to. And now they're also without three points on the scoreboard. Should be 9-6, to 9-3. to three. Jaguars get the ball to start the second half. But let's look at, for a second, the roughing the passer call. Now typically, in, the, in Kenny Pickett's very short career, he has gotten the Ben Roethlisberger treatment so, so far. You see quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen at times. Obviously, you could point to uh, some other quarterbacks in the league that get a lot of calls that go their way. I would say I would even say that Aaron Rodgers got the benefit of the doubt when he was healthy and playing, mainly for Green Bay, obviously. But still, Kenny Pickett's not getting those calls. The the illegal hits to the head. He gets driven to the ground a bunch. He gets hit late. He gets hit high, and it just doesn't get called. I have grown accustomed to this after watching the Steelers for my whole life and the entirety of Ben Roethlisberger's career. However, when Keanu Neal is flagged for roughing the passer on Trevor Lawrence, when Trevor Lawrence had just gotten rid of the football, I mean, there's no way Keanu Neal could have known that he had already gotten rid of the football. He's trying to make a play. He hits him with his shoulder in the midsection, doesn't hit him low, doesn't hit him high, doesn't drive him to the ground, even kind of eases off of him as best as he can as he's falling to the turf, flagged. So the officiating crew at Acrisure Stadium has stated that that is roughing the passer, what we just saw. So on the play where Kenny Pickett injures his ribs and has to leave the game and does not return, when the when the player that hits Kenny Pickett hits him, wraps him up, and then drives him into the turf with all of his weight on him, hence the rib injury, and it doesn't get flagged, you can see how people see that and say, that's fishy. There's something wrong with this picture. And so then you have this officiating crew. This officiating crew was a giant cluster F. A giant cluster F. And when you talk about the third quarter fumble, I think it was Bigsby, the rookie running back out of Clemson that's in Jacksonville who's filling in for Travis Etienne. He fumbles the ball. They rule him down at first. Then they get overturned. They have to challenge it. And finally, the Steelers do get the ball. But it just reeks of them having to change these calls. And it reeks of inadequacy and of the this group. And not they're not the only crew. 
not really knowing what's going on. And when I think back to last week, these are some of these calls. Different crew, totally different officiating crew. Go back to last week. Remember the phantom offsides on TJ Watt? You never saw the replay on television. No, Everyone that was there in attendance says it, that was not offsides. They pulled up the all-22 footage. He is not offsides, but they gave him that call. The Rams that call last week extended a drive, equated in points. This is the stuff we're talking about. And then you have the broadcast footage where they're restricting what is being seen. They're not showing replays of these calls that are blown. I get it. They are in bed with the league, and the league is probably saying, look, you can't make this look bad as if the product isn't bad enough. The officiating in the league has to be fixed. It has to be fixed. And I don't know what the fix is. That's not my job. My job is to call it the way I see it. And right now, it sucks. It is dreadful. I don't want to rail on the officiating too long. There's a couple other things I want to get off my chest. This one is more specific to the Steelers. So a lot of people now are looking at some really, really awful numbers, really, really awful statistics. To give you an example, there's the stat that everyone has seen, right? It is the consecutive games under 400 total yards, the longest active streaks in the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers, since they did not get over 400 yards of total offense against the Jacksonville Jaguars, this number is now 54 games. 54 games under 400 yards. The next is the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers at 12 apiece. And this was prior to week eight. I don't know if the Patriots, I don't think they got over 400 yards. The Packers, I don't think they had over 400. So those numbers could be 13. Who the hell cares? The Steelers are at 54. 54 games. Now you're probably thinking, oh, Jeff's going to go off on Matt Canada. I'm actually not. I'm actually not. Where I'm going with this is it goes Tomlin. It goes to Mike Tomlin. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight here. Do I think Mike Tomlin is solely to blame? No, not solely to blame. There's plenty of blame to go around. But what I will say about Mike Tomlin is this. when And I don't care if you've coached Little League let's say when they're competent enough to, to do anything on their own, not we're not talking like the real little kids, whether you've coached middle school group, high school group, college, I don't even care the team sport you're coaching. When you coach and you are a head coach of that team, everything falls at your feet. The buck stops with you no matter what. So let me give you a personal example. Everyone that listens to my podcast probably knows that in my past, for 13 years, I was a head coach of a high school boys lacrosse team, varsity team, in the state of Maryland. It's a very competitive sport in Maryland, in case you don't have it in your area. And the one thing that I was always tasked with was coaching the offense. So my job was to get the offense ready. I had defensive coordinators. They knew much more about defense than me. But if the defense was struggling, it was my job to intervene and to help make it work. And there were times throughout my career where I had to step in into those defensive meetings, defensive game planning, practices, and help the defense figure it out. That was my job. 
because ultimately, even though I wasn't the defensive coach, I was the head coach. Therefore, the success and the failures of the team fall on my shoulders. That's where the buck stops. So in this regard, that is why it's on Mike Tomlin. The 54 games with 400, not even reaching 400 yards, 54 games. He was the guy that hired Matt Canada. And I don't care if the reports and the rumors of Mike Tomlin being forced to have Matt Canada come back from Art Rooney II, I don't care. He's the head coach. At some point, all the blame, it has to go back to him, but it doesn't seem to happen that way. It doesn't seem to happen. Everyone wants Matt Canada fired. Matt Canada chants have become the new in vogue thing. Oh, this is funny. We're at college game day and ESPN's here in Utah. Let's chant fire Matt Canada. That's stupid. That's stupid. For pirate fans out there, fire Matt Canada has turned into the woo. Everyone that follows the pirates for the dreadful part of their seat, their, their, their team's organizational history of recent years, there are always those kids, probably college students, that would sit in the crowd and go, woo, woo. And it was so annoying when you're watching the broadcast. That's what Mad Canada, Fire Canada chants have become. But we're all focused on firing Mad Canada. What about Mike Tomlin? What about Mike Tomlin? Where is he in this blame hierarchy? Coach at any level, the buck stops at the head coach. And I hate when people always say, well, he's a defensive coach. He coached the defense for Minnesota. He was a special teams guy at Tampa Bay and all this crap, and he was the secondary coach. Stop. Stop it. Mike Tomlin, first and foremost, was a wide receiver when he played in college. He played at William & Mary. Don't tell me he doesn't know the offensive side of the football. Get out of here. This guy is an NFL head coach, and he is not able to go into a team meeting room and say, hey, Matt, this isn't working. We're going to be changing some things. If that's the way it is, if I'm Mike Tomlin and that's what this organization has become, I'm turning in my resignation immediately. Immediately. Because if he continues, he being Mike Tomlin, if he continues... To let this happen, and I'm saying that intentionally, him letting this happen, he has let the same offense go out there and do the same stupid crap every single week. If he continues to let this happen, then that's on him. Yes, it's on Matt Canada because Matt Canada is calling the plays, but if he's not going to corral Matt Canada, if he's not going to make any changes, and obviously if he can't fire him, he can definitely strip play calling duties, he can definitely make changes, and he can definitely put his stamp on this offense and make it better, screw you then. If that's how you're going to handle it, that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Screw you if you're not going to make any changes. If you think that what we're seeing This offense, if that's what you want to call it, this offense, if you think that's what we want to see, you are sadly mistaken. I swear, on Sunday I sat down in my basement, my kids are there, my daughters are watching the game, they're, they're just getting into this sport. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them having to watch this game. Why? That is so boring. This team offensively is beyond boring. 
I don't know if I'd watch it if I didn't have to watch it. That's how boring it is. So Mike Tomlin, do your job. And that is you do what you have to do for the team to win. And what you're doing on offense, and it's your offense because you're the head coach, isn't getting the job done. So the last thing I want to bring up before I take a break and we get to the much abbreviated winners and losers segment, the trade deadline's coming up on Tuesday at 4 p.m. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, the Steelers need to buy, they need to buy. No, I don't think so. I actually think they just stay pat. I actually think they just stand pat. Uh, if someone were to call them up and and give them like a, let, let's give you an example. The Minnesota Vikings, who Kirk Cousins ruptured his Achilles. If the Minnesota Vikings call the Steelers and say, hey, what do you want for Mason Rudolph? And Omar Khan says, hey, give me a fourth rounder and he's yours. And they're like, okay, deal, got it. Maybe that's a move they make. Or maybe I, I wrote this article and I got ripped to shreds for it by a lot of people. But if I maybe Dan Moore, okay, he's a starting tackle. Hey, Dan Moore, we'll give you a we'll give you a fifth. He might say, sure. I just don't think they sell. They they should not. They should not sell draft capital to try and improve this team. This team is really far off right now. I'm not saying they can't improve. I'm not saying they can't be competitive. I'm not saying they can't win games. And I'm not saying they can't make the postseason. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't sell the farm to bring in players for this season because to me after what I watched on Sunday it's not worth it it's not worth it you're better off keeping your picks keeping your money and saving it up for next year or years to come where you might actually be able to get a team together that's worth a crap because right now it's not all right that's my stance on the officiating Mike Tomlin and the upcoming trade deadline when we come back, we have three winners and six losers. Stay tuned. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half. I do apologize about those rants and going a little bit long in the first half. That is not normally my nature. Nonetheless, sometimes this is therapeutic for me as much as it is hopefully for you listening. So like I said, only three winners and only six losers after this game. I'm going to try to keep it from being repetitive. So let's get this show on the road with the winners. First winner, he can always be on there, TJ Watt, because the guy impacts the game. I don't think he's healthy, by the way. I don't think he's right. You know, he popped up on the injury report last week with a heel again. So that might be something that's bothering him. He doesn't look right, but he had two tackles, one solo, a pass defense, a half a sack, a quarterback hit. The guy was making plays. Kudos to TJ Watt. Deserves to be a winner. Also, takeaways. The Steelers win the takeaway battle, yet lose the game for the first time this season. The takeaways normally, if they won it, they win the game. Maybe they would have if Kenny Pickett stayed in there. I don't know. We'll never know. Nonetheless, the three takeaways, two forced fumbles and one interception, not enough to get the job done. But the defense is doing their part to get those extra possessions for this offense. Last winner, third and final, Joey Porter Jr. He had five tackles, four solo. It was his first NFL start. I, I will be completely honest with you. Joey Porter Jr., you know, they did score a touchdown that was thrown in his direction. That was to Travis Etienne. I think it was a 54-yarder. It was a blown coverage, a miscommunication. I don't think that was Joey Porter's responsibility, but he owned it after the game. He was a more willing tackler than I saw in the past few games from him. And ultimately, he looks the part. He looks, he looks big, strong, long, and he's keeping up with these receivers, Joey Porter Jr. looks like the real deal. And so I felt that, you know, with his first career start, I thought he played well. He deserves to be on the winner's list. Hopefully this is one of many winner's lists that he'll be a part of in his career. But to be honest, I couldn't think of a lot of winners. You know, we finished the the postgame show, and I'm talking to Dave Schofield and Brian Davis, and I'm like, guys, I'm struggling to just think about some winners here. This game was kind of just befuddling to me and he is they're like yeah it's Dave said maybe the inside linebackers because yeah inside linebackers did play better Cole Holcomb had a good game I just didn't feel like any of them had those performances that were worthy of being a winner I don't know maybe I'm off nonetheless those are my three winners let's go to the loser side some of these we've talked about already so the injuries the stat line is the worst possible time I mean if, if you could think of all right hey who are the injuries you just can't have 
on a short week going up against the Tennessee Titans who are coming off a big win where Will Levis threw for four touchdowns as a rookie. And you're like, okay, uh, you can't lose Kenny Pickett and probably can't lose Minka Fitzpatrick or TJ Watt. Well, thank God TJ Watt's healthy, but Minka probably not going to be able to play. That's the worst possible time. Man, this this team has struggled on the injury department. You think about Cam Hayward. You think about Deontay Johnson earlier in the year. Now Minka Fitzpatrick, Pat Fryermuth. For all for as healthy as they were and lucky as they were last season, they've gotten they've they've had a rash of injuries. That's for sure. This season, there's still a lot of games left. The next loser is a guy I talked about a lot in the first half, Mike Tomlin, because it all falls on the head coach, or it should, or it should. When you think about someone like a Brandon Staley, when you think about some of these other coaches, Ron Rivera, you know, Eric Bienme, let's talk about Washington for a second. Eric Bienme might have a quarterback that is on pace to set a new NFL record for getting sacked in a season. All right, that's Sam Howell. And yet, Ron Rivera might be the odds-on favorite to be the first coach fired, but there's I doubt there's a lot of people in Washington that are really pointing the finger at him, more so at the enemy. That's the way it normally is. Now, maybe it's because the Steelers fan base is so pissed off at Matt Canada that the, the finger naturally just goes up the, up, the, up the rung, the ladder, so to speak, and then Mike Tomlin's the next guy. I don't know. But I think Mike Tomlin should start to feel more pressure from the fan base than, say, Matt Canada. Mike Tomlin, that's it's on the losers list. I'll tell you what else is on the losers list is the offensive line. They give up three sacks, nine quarterback hits, and they had absolutely no push in the run game. How was the run game? How about Jalen Warren led the Steelers in rushing with 19 yards? 19 yards. Your leading rusher for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They rushed for more than 19 yards. He just led the team with 19 yards. Mason Cole. I don't know if this guy is dealing with an injury. He does not look even close to what he looked like last year. Bad snaps, low snaps, high snaps, quarterbacks having to corral these snaps and then having to reset, recalibrate. That's difficult. The offensive line, which everyone said this is going to be such a this this so improved. They're going to be so much better. No. No, if anything it feels like they've taken a step backwards. James Daniels step backwards. Chooks Okorafor has struggled. Dan Morris had his struggles. Uh, and then you throw in Isaac Samalu, who's been up and down. Had the last two games have been very good. This game, very mediocre, along with the rest of the offensive line. They are on the losers list. Next, Matt Canada. Predictability strikes again. If you missed it, go back and listen to the postgame show. And the reason why I ask you to do that is based on the fact that Dave Schofield, who actually tracked this during the game, he has these crazy statistics on when the Steelers were in shotgun, how often they threw it, and when they were under center, how often they ran it. And in the first half, I think that every time they were in the shotgun, they threw it, and every time but maybe one they were under center, they ran it. Now, the reason for this, and why I'm bringing this up, is that if Dave Schofield, who did coach in high school and played the game, knows more about football than I do from an X's and O's standpoint, if Dave Schofield can sit on his couch and he can track this information and he can see these predictable trends within the Steelers' offensive scheme, if he can do that, these advanced analytics people that are hired by the these NFL teams, they can do that and then some. 
So think about what these teams are seeing when they're scouting the Steelers. Oh my gosh, every time they're in shotgun, they're throwing the ball. Or every time when they're in shotgun, they will throw the ball 90% of the time. Think about what that does to a defense. Predictability strikes again. And this is the same thing in terms of predictability with Calvin Austin III. Whenever he steps on the field now, number 19's on the field, red flag. Like, hello, look at me. Trick guys here. Get ready for jet sweeps or me to go long. It's just, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to watch. Next, the officiating. What the hell was that? There was a great clip of Mike Tomlin talking to the side judge. And you can read his lips. And he said, what the F is wrong with you all today? Something along those lines. If I'm reading lips correctly, which I think I am. Uh, I, I don't even know what the hell that was. I, I don't know. There were calls there that made every single fan question the game, scratch their head, throw their remote or phone. I mean, it felt it was just awful. It was awful. I don't know even what to say about the officiating that I didn't say in the first half. The last loser, thank God, is the stat line of three for 12. What is that, Jeff? The third down offense. Three for 12, the third down offense. There's really not much else I need to say other than the third downs, the offense finished three for 12. I honestly just felt after this game, I I just couldn't look at those stats anymore. It was just one of those instances where, good Lord, what a performance that was. What a performance that was. And if you listen to my show last Wednesday, I talked about the Steelers' twilight zone. They are continuing to repeat that cycle. Another bad performance, which means the next game on Thursday is going to be a better game. The game against Green Bay is going to be good. And then the cycle will continue with two divisional games, with one of those being really, really bad. I hate it. I hope I'm not right. But right now, I hate it here. (laughs) For as therapeutic as this is. All right, folks, that does it for me. Thank you for tolerating my rants. Hope you all enjoyed that. Make sure you communicate with me on Twitter if you haven't before. You can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Would love to talk with all my ride or die crew. Uh, Make sure you check us out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I I can't stress enough to be be on the lookout for that tweet for the mailbag Tuesday morning so you can get your question in and I'll answer it live on the show on Wednesday. But that does it for me. This is a dud. Hope you have a great week. Hope you get off to a good week. It's a start to your week, even though this game sucked. But you know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.